myself I have an MBA securities licenses and clients net worth for decades for 15 million dollars they have 50 million dollars so you only can keep clients like that if you use decision science you use logic and you use math and you have a vast network of people that you tap in to their knowledge to benefit your clients. Because, because of my securities licenses, I have a fiduciary responsibility to protect the public. Now, for me to make money and live a good lifestyle here in Southern California, I have to consistently make my client money. And more than that, provide them with the right intellectual, financial resources so we all could be happy. So I translate that, my career, who I am, into sports betting to give you, of all people, the tools you need to put money in your pocket, betting on college and professional sports. Why do I do that? I do it because I just got tired of listening to the bullshit from ESPN, from Fox Sports. Constant ton, Big Ten channel, constant ton of just crap. So since I watch a lot of sports, since I have a lot of contacts in the sports industry, I decided to share information, good Solid. I have a journalism background as well. Well sourced information so we can all help each other get to the truth or at least get close to the truth. Elon Musk said, if you know the truth, you can predict outcomes. So what we do is we collaborate. The sports betting is about collaboration. We collaborate with each other to get as close to the truth as possible to predict outcomes. And since we live in a $134 trillion U.S. market, the richest country in the world, for now, there's enough money for everybody where we do not have to be over-competitive. But we teach decision science. We teach uh, mental health, mental health first aid kit. We teach uh, different methods, the nuts and bolts, right, of how to pick an investment, 
how to analyze an investment, right? And sports betting is an investment of your time and your money. So you have to have a very disciplined process. Okay. If you are the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, get the hell out. Get the hell out of that room, man. Because trouble okay. is around the corner. If you are right. the so all helpers. Anything. Yeah, all I'm doing is getting rid of get the hell out. Get the hell out of that room. To reiterate, but I got it, right? So I need a smarter like producer, soundboard engineer. <laughs> but we got the important stuff taken care of, which are the picks. Right now we're at 111 up. 65 down, 63% uh, profit is 40,450. Actually, that was last week. So we took a, we broke even, right? We broke even. So let me get to this week. So we're 124 up. We are 78 down, 61%. Okay, 61%. And we're at that same level. So we're at uh, 39,800. So basically, I call that break even because when you break even, you're actually a profit. Because Melissa and I, we enjoy watching the games and we laughed, we cried, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got mad. So like Jim uh, Jim Valvano said it first, and then I got one of my favorite the guy the guy's worth hundreds of millions of dollars, John Calipari, the head coach of York Kentucky Wildcats. And he said, in a day, if you haven't laughed, if you haven't cried, if you haven't been sad, if you haven't been happy, if you didn't feel anything, right? If you didn't, as long as you felt something, right, then it's a good day. Mm -hmm. You're alive. <laughs> You're right. So that that was us last week breaking even. Yeah, 61% NFL people say you can't do it. 52.5% is break even. All right. 59% you can live in Vegas. So we're two percentage points ahead of that. But I understand how important listening is. I talked about it in the Hawthorne effect. And by myself listening to Melissa appreciating her intelligence. Uh, yes, she's beautiful. Yes, she's stunning. But she's not just a pretty face. She's very, very, very intelligent. And by listening to her picks, Chicago on the money line last week, it put money in my pocket. And that's every single podcast has a purpose. And now that's the purpose. And that was the outcome of listening to Melissa. So how do you feel, Melissa? I feel good. Um, last week was a was a difficult week, but you know this week we're gonna hopefully have a better, not so crazy, crazy calls week. Right. <laughs> <on the rest. laughs> right, but we don't blame the rest. We get a we get ahead of them. Why why are this they making? True. Why did eleven and two home teams win on a uh, crisis war weekend? Right, right. Did that happened, yeah. It was crazy. Why did a, a referee from Philadelphia 
<laughs> calling it Eagles game. Uh, called and had his crew call because he can't do it by himself, right? Yeah. Whoever you want to blame for anything? It's never that one person. It's oh yeah, no. People that did it, right? Oh, well, the right. guy's a serial killer. Yeah, he's a serial killer, but what, what was the home environment? Right? What, what happened? Right? So, you know, it, it's never just one person. It's like, what is his environment? Why did he feel comfortable calling 10 penalties on the Dolphins and zero on the Eagles? This is so crazy. Right? And so you get ahead of it. So the next time that situation comes up, like Elon Musk says, um, you find out the truth so you know the truth and you can predict the outcomes exactly poor middle class people like me uh don't have the access to the truth that anyone must has so we can get close to the truth we can track things that's what the Hawthorne effect is all about i did a really good one this week listen to it people uh and we talk about that that whatever you track and you measure you improve its performance by 10 to 20 percent so let's say last week we were break even, which is we were 50 in, and Melissa did a good job breaking it down. We were, what was our percentage, Melissa? Um, I think it was 51%. Yeah. 51.9%. Yeah. So by tracking what we did last week, learning from it, feeling the humiliation, crying about it, screaming about it, <laughs> right? Like the Greek said, through suffering, uh, by suffering, you learn. So if that's true, that if you suffer, if you feel a lot of pain, if you feel a lot of humiliation, you know, if you're feeling a lot of shame that, that makes you intelligent, that I must be a genius, man. But, but no, it, it helps us with <laughs> it helps us with sports betting. So in this case, we we're fifty one point seven percent last week. Twenty percent, we're back to seventy percent. Seventy percent. When you're consistently at seventy percent, you're at the top of the sports betting industry. So that's what we're going to do this year. We want to get to seventy percent. Yep. each week and then maybe we'll be 67 68 69 i call that 70 <laughs> exactly if things happen what do you think about that melissa yeah no that sounds great um we're gonna we're gonna be consistent this year with that 70 percent. we just had a rough week and that's you know i mean it's expected to happen yes it can't be yeah. perfect all the time <laughs> and we have lives, right? Uh, it was just yeah. start World War Three. Actually, I'm proud that we broke even. We're like 70 percent with a breakout of World War Three. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you know, like I say, the highest level of probability is 80 mm percent. -hmm. But if somebody's hitting 80 percent, then you got to think they're Andy Reid, right? Yeah. Uh, Andy Reid has one kid who committed suicide. Uh, one kid that uh, he's. Yeah, the mom said he suffered through neglect because all Andy Reid did was football. And I think it was part of, part of uh, the divorce agreement that the kid had to be on his staff. He was a linebacker player. And that guy on the way to the Super Bowl, what is it with a pound of cocaine, right? Robert Ursay had a pound of cocaine. This guy had a pound of cocaine. It's like, 
what it, what what kind of stuff are you getting and what are they cutting it with? <laughs> if you're getting really good stuff, a pound of cocaine will kill you. <laughs> yeah. I know coke addicts who don't want a pound of cocaine, pure cocaine. Nice. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know these guys. <laughs> I was a pound of cocaine. Now he's in life of life in prison. He can say mm-hmm. a new read to win Super Bowls and be elites neglect his family. We don't do that. Yeah. We'd rather be 70% in the richest country in the world. And we can live off that. Right. Happy, right. 59% you can live in Vegas. 70% you're elite level. And you're living in abundance. Right. Right. So first game I'm going to look at, well, let's see. What, what is it? Page is loading. All right. Oh, here we go. Uh, the Buccaneers and the Bills. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, as we used to call them, <laughs> when I lived in Tampa. <laughs> and this independently worst guy by the name of Bernard Friedman looked at the name, Google it up. He used to come to the restaurant. And when I found out who he was, independently wealthy, he was an attorney, and then turned into an economist after he retired, but he retired young. So he became independently wealthy as an attorney in his late 40s. And I asked him, what's your investment strategy? He's like, Josh, you see with your eyes. And I remember commenting, we, that's, the more the weeks go by, I encourage people to listen to the NSL preview. Melissa and I did with Agent Rob, where we talked about Tampa Bay uh, wanting to trade Mike Evans. It's ridiculous. Uh, and then Tampa Bay kind of fooled us with that win on the road against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. But uh, O'Connell's a long-term thinker. Salesmen think short-term. Businessmen and women think long-term. So now we know how this kid's thinking. He's thinking, very smart kid, O'Connell. He really didn't care about that first game. Knew that that's a bangers coachable floor. And they're all Andy Reid guys from the Andy Reid football mafia family. He has mentored a lot of NFL coaches versus mentoring his own flesh and blood but i digress uh those guys blow off the first six weeks of the season and they don't completely blow it off they have professional players they play vanilla they play basic stuff so if you have a starter who usually plays 50 snaps then the first six games he plays 25 snaps to keep him fresh for later in the season so it fooled us the tampa bay beat uh, minnesota first game of the season todd bowles great defensive coach. I thought, you know, they had Shaq Barrett, Alante David, uh, Whitfield's a great cornerback. I thought that that defense would be rolling. And then Todd Bowles, another Andrew Reid guy, who's on Andrew staff, he only cares about division in home games. But last week, Tampa Bay I watched most of that game and listened to mm-hmm. that video. Yep. Uh, they showed how bad they are and how our original thoughts about them are correct. They are a pathetic team that's basically tanking, going into the hornet's nest in Buffalo. Buffalo's pissed off. <laughs> yeah. uh, Buffalo has problems. I think McDermott's going to end up being fired. So what I think is that McDermott is going to be fired. You know, as a wealth manager, our job here on this podcast is to predict things, get to the truth, get ahead of them, 
they make money off. I'm predicting McDermott's eventually going to get fired. Brian Deball is going to end up being the coach of the Bills. He's the, the one who's gotten the most out of Josh Allen. And uh, Martindale, the defensive coordinator, ends up being the head coach of the Giants. But being mindful and being present, Thursday night, the Bills will blow out the Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Baker Mayfield is a shadow of himself. And I think this game is going to go under because Tampa Bay can't score. Mm And what I'm afraid of is the Bills getting mad and winning the game 52 to nothing and going over by themselves. I know, right? (laughs) What else you did in the Army game? Oh, gosh. I was wrong on that. (laughs) Else you would call off the dogs and they didn't. They kept hammering Army. But I digress. Uh, I like the Bills. Plus seven is what I got early. Mm-hmm. I like it to be under 43 points because Tampa Bay can't score. And McDermott's hit, history, which he showed against Belichick, which he shouldn't have, wants to try to grind it out, keep his defense fresh because he's a defensive guy, to keep games under. So you have two defensive coaches going against each other. Historically, that'll go under. Historical trends, the Texas are great. However, you cannot use them and bet blindly. They're a factor for you to make the decision. They do not make the decision for you. Right? Because we teach here fundamental analysis. We teach decision science. Uh, we turn to the mean. All of those are great tools. But in them, in them by themselves, you can't use them to predict every game. Mm-hmm. You have to do a little bit of research. So... Reading the Tampa Bay Times and the Buffalo Star, I like the Bills minus seven, under forty-five. What do you think, Wallace? Yeah, I um, I got the Bills at minus eight. Unfortunately, um, <laughs> I was I a little late. Right <laughs> but I mean, yeah. So I agree that you know with what you're saying. Um, I originally thought that the game was going to go over. So I was, I've been kind of flip-flopping on the over-under, um, but I feel like it's probably, it, it might go under. I'm still a little uncertain, but I'm going to, I'm going to stick with under for now and hope that it stays. <laughs> right. The only way I think it will go over under these circumstances, because uh, New England offense, which has been horrible, overperformed, right? Yeah. The defensive coaches are yelling at the Buffalo players, right? Yeah. Getting wiped up. You need to shut out Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they suck. Baker Mayfield is hurt. He can't play anymore. Blah, blah, blah. So they're saying all these things. Mm -hmm. They'll shut Tampa Bay down, right? And Tampa Bay's offensive line is horrible. So, you know, to give Baker Mayfield a break on that, he's playing behind normal. He's playing behind a very, uh, Suspect line. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, so all that leads for them to be shut. So maybe what you could do too is uh, look up the, you don't have to do it now, but tomorrow, look up the Tampa Bay team total and okay. bet under that. Okay. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at? Let's... The Saints and the Colts. The Saints and the Colts. So doing research, 
I saw it during the game. Uh, and then during the game, they try to sanitize things a little bit. They, they, you know, the camera moves and you're like, oh, stay on there. And it was redneck uh, car quarterback for the Saints cursing out a young Ohio State receiver. Olave. So all those Ohio State, uh, you know, Urban Meyer guys, they're all hood dudes. So a white dude, redneck dude with a truck and chewing tobacco in practice and blah, 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 chewing out a dude from the hood. And I looked at him, he wasn't taking it right. So, I, you know, my mom threw me out of the house when I was 18. I lived in the hood until I was 26. So reading this kid, he didn't look like he was too happy. Yeah, he didn't get the face like talking to me like that. I already got my money. <laughs> uh, he did make a plea later. It was similar to what happened on Monday night with her cousins and Addison, except O'Connell's more organized. So when there was uh, that pass, Addison did not fight for it, and the other the Forty Nine er cornerback wanted him more and took it from him. The same play happened later. And Anderson fought, but the way they handled it, looking at it, was that the receiver, the receiving coach, went and talked to him. And Kirk Cousins stayed with with uh, quarterback coaches and stuff like that. Now, as I hate using the word business consultants because most eighty percent of business consultants have no clue what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So as a business concierge, a you know counsel business basic rule of management right basic one-on-one management is you never chew out or embarrass anyone in public you never chew them out in front of the other employees car was chewing out a lot of it on national tv which is like the complete opposite of that and then a lot of heard through the grapevine uh and then i read the newspaper article a lot of it got a dui after but New Orleans cops being New Orleans cops <laughs> uh, changed its speeding, which what got into the newspaper. So that tells me that going to the Colts, Barnum Minshew, because some, you got to remember, uh, some teams don't necessarily want to make the playoffs and because they don't pay the travel costs. And a team like the Colts, where Ursay is a crackhead, right? We, Google the story where he got caught with a prostitute. Again, a pound of cocaine. And but he had 30,000 ecstasy pills, which makes zero sense. You own the Colts, <laughs> right? You should need 30,000 for this distribution. I don't even know what's going on. Maybe he bought it for the prostitute so she could sell it, whatever. Not good. But he, bottom line for us betting is that he doesn't get backups. And yeah. he gets Garnet Minshew as a backup. Bernie Minshew is better than Anthony Richardson. Pound for pound, he's a better passer. He's a smarter guy. He's always getting cheated. He's from Washington State. When he was in Washington State, he should have won the Heisman. He had the, the statistics for it. But you got to look at the Colts a little differently because Garnie Minshew is a real deal. The Saints are having problems. So I like the Colts minus one over 43 because both teams are cheap. And I learned my lesson from last week. Teams are wearing down early. 
and you're noticing guys that are playing every snap on defense and then every snap on special teams wearing down earlier than what they did in the past for whatever reason. I think it's COVID, right? Kel Carter, Vasco, Prompton Coast. But we don't know. Uh, but for whatever, the money's green getting ahead of that. So I like the Colts minus one over 43. What do you think, Carlos? Um, yeah, I agree with the Colts uh, minus the one. Um, I kind of feel like it's going to go under. I feel like it's going to be a, a low-scoring game for these two, but they could blow it out of the water and go over. All right. So we're going to get someone like Jim Coventry. Mm-hmm. Break that tie. Break the tie between Melissa and I. <laughs> yes. Uh, the Colts and the Saints. I see Melissa's point because both teams are so pathetic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're playing inside in a dome. Both teams have domes. Mm-hmm. So uh, winners score touchdowns, losers kick field goals. These being two loser teams kicking field goals all the time, they're in a dome, which makes it easier on the kicker. Yeah. The environment. So that, that's why I like the over in this situation. But we'll get Jim to break the tie and we'll publish uh, the consensus fix on the website and then Sunday morning on Twitter. Yes. What's the next game we're going to look at? The Jaguars and the Steelers. This game we got right on Circa. We got this game right, the million people got wrong, but now Tomlin is, I believe, seven and three coming off a bye. That's 70%. Highest level probability is 80%. But more important than that, I used that to bet the Steelers last week, and I'm $950 richer for it. So again, who cares about statistics? Who cares about facts? How does that fact or that statistic Put money in your pot. That is what is important to Melissa and I. So Tomlin gets that win coming off a bye. I like his defensive front that he's got going. He's an old school coach. Put it on the defense. Uh, Going against Trevor Lawrence, who's accident prone, turnover prone. So what do you think about this, Melissa? You're betting games at a high level, right? you can live in Vegas but the, on the level that you're picking games. Mm-hmm. Big controversy in sports betting. Can you predict turnovers? Yes or no? To me, it's still a theory, uh, but I'm in the camp that you really can't predict turnovers because these guys practice ball security. Uh, even though some coaches like to, you know, Belichick included, like mm-hmm. to plan for turnovers i really think you can't rely on what are your thoughts on that i think if you really like studied each team closely and knew each player and their stats and their their habits you could predict it but in a realistic world i don't think you can predict it no i don't think so it's quite unpredictable in my opinion but trevor lawrence is turnover prone Uh, he's not an accurate quarterback yeah, a good defense. You're gonna put pressure on them. I I don't see this game getting over 42. 
and I'm getting points. Both both are Super Bowl winning coaches. However, the reason Peterson won a Super Bowl in Philadelphia was because of Frank Reich. Frank Reich was the offensive corner quarterback coach, and they did it with uh, Knowles or whatever his name, Foles, Nick Foles. So I'm not a big Peterson guy. Neither is Melissa, but for other reasons for that. Debacle <laughs> with the Chargers against the Jaguars. But yeah. give, me, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers under 42 points. What do you think? Yeah, um, I agree with the Steelers. I feel like it's going to go over, over 42. Maybe it's going to be a push. Right. That's cool. I mean, sometimes it takes me years to explain people a push. And you're, you're like predicting them. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get, a, we'll get a tiebreaker on there. Okay. One of our trusted associates like Jim Coventry, who does a great job. Listen to him. He's an expert in fantasy football, national football champion in fantasy. God knows how much money he makes in fantasy. Uh, but that's a game that we're stuck on. It could be where a game where Melissa and I disagree on, you bet more on, on what we do agree on. <laughs> exactly. what we disagree on it's probably going to be nuts probably going to be crazy <laughs> yeah. it was going to go over and it hit the post <laughs> oh I hate those games <laughs> yeah, they could go either way alright what's the next game we're going to look at um, the Texans and the Panthers Texans and the Panthers actually uh, I am going to let me double check here but I'm going to change that pick because this is the pick Jim that's helping us with Circa sent in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I liked first blush. I was liking Frank Reich coming out of the bye. All right. Uh, against the Texans. Uh, Texas did well last week. Uh, CJ Stroud is doing better. They're both going against each other. Then the rookie quarterback for the Panthers, Bryce Young from Alabama. Uh, yeah, he likes the Texas minus three. So again, uh, listening. And people get listening wrong. That's another thing, right? Number one is there's a movie going on in your head. So you have to stop the movie, put it on pause, and listen to the what the other person has to say. And then, especially in sports betting, you listen first to understand you do not listen to argue <laughs> we get caught up especially relationships you get listened but you're not really listening you're listening just to argue what the other person say versus just turning everything off into neutral making as blank as you can get it right and listen to understand not to argue right mm-hmm. so, right I'm going to listen to Melissa and Jim, two people who watch football every week, who are very, very intelligent, and I'm going to switch my pick. Guess what? I don't know everything, and I haven't bet this game. He wants it for certain. We're going to go Texans minus three under 42. What do you think, Melissa? Um, agreed. 
that's that was my pick um i see panthers going let me see zero and seven on sunday <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't see them having a fair chance uh they are easily the crappiest team in the nfl yes. right now um yeah that's yeah. all i have to say about that game <laughs> <laughs> And we move on. What's the next game we're going to look at, Melissa? Yes, uh, the Eagles and the Commanders. I'm a Game of Thrones fan, so I'm like, the Lord Commanders against the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. I love number 15 with a sack doing the whole... (laughs) (laughs) It's fun to watch. Uh, I'm thinking... Yeah, it's another one I'm going to switch. Because if this line goes to 10, mm-hmm. then I'm going to bet the commander. But right now, the Eagles minus six. It's going to be the Eagles minus six. Mm-hmm. Reading the Washington Post, uh, one of the better players came out and he said, I'm sick of this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and Benelmi, uh a guy who not only did he, you know, he's beaten up every wife and girlfriend he's had, got himself in trouble. Uh, that's why he's not a head coach, even though he never should have been head coach anyways, because Andy Reese was the one calling the plays, not Benami. He goes and beats up a ticket taker at a parking lot, a female, right? Okay. It's an ex-male, ex-football player, right? How's he have a job in the NFL? I don't know, but again, you look you look at deal breakers and red flags. What matters to us is not the idle gossip or gossiping about this man's personal life, is his emotional control with the players. So they've been shut out. It's got to the media. So when it gets to the media, it's like a politician. You know the cop politician is doing dirt, and you know they're switching uh, suitcases full of money. So when it gets to law enforcement and it gets to the media, you know that's really bad. They're the highest level of corruption, and they're pissing people off. So he's pissing off his whole team. They're quitting on him. They have a shutout. How can you shut out? You shouldn't be able, the way offenses are now, you can't even shut out a high school team, much less college, much less pro. Pro mm-hmm. has to score something. They get shut out, you know there's something going on. Now they're going against the Eagles. Eagles are a professional team. Division game. If it gets to 10, though, double digit dogs in the division, no matter how inexplicable it is, cover uh, 2 0 this year. It covers 80% of the time. You never bet blindly. Mm-hmm. But all that to say, I like the Eagles minus six over 43 because it is a division game. And you got to think you have extra plays saved up for each other. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I agree um, with that. Um... Yeah, I agree. All right. Eagles <laughs> minus six over 43. Yes. <laughs> bounce back week for us. And it's returned to the mean. So, again, uh, the guy who won Jeopardy, the all-time money winner in Jeopardy, according to him, he's a professional sports better. And then when you start talking about, obviously, you know, that's, that's something we'll do at some point. We got to befriend him, Melissa, and get him at a bar, have, have him a few drinks. 
to tell us what his real strategy is. But what he said publicly, that his strategy is return to the mean. And I put it in the episode notes and I'll have it on the website. When we post the website, the, the podcast on the website, I'll, ha- I'll put it there exactly what return to the mean is and Hawthorne effect. So what return to the mean is, and he says he's built his career on this, and this is what he used in Jeopardy to be the all-time winner is when uh, an unusual event goes one way and you have a good team involved, bet on things going the other way. Or mm-hmm. uh, this, the NFL has four built-in wins for each team. And on the NXT podcast, Adrian Ron mentioned it. Oh, yeah, the, the full built-in wins you talk. Because what we do on this podcast is we give you information you cannot get anywhere else. So Adrian Ron knows that. Nobody's talking about that. The each NFL team, no matter how bad they are, even the Panthers, how pathetic they are, they have four built-in wins. Now you say, Josh, there's been teams that only won two games in a half. Because what's important for us is not who wins or loses the game. It's just they're going to cover the spread. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so teams are going to cover four games for sure, no matter how bad they are, right? Right. So when you're looking at uh, the Lord Commanders, they'll cover four games this year. They'll cover the four built-in wins, right? Uh, but they're not going to be much more than that. And I got the season total for the Commanders at under eight, and I thought it was a gift. So this is where I see them going on a long losing streak. But again, returns from the mean is a tool. Uh, Singer, I think is his name. He lives in Vegas. He says he just uses that to bet on games, and he uses it on Jeopardy. But my opinion is, and let me know what you think, Mel. My opinion is that it's a tool. It's not the end-all, be-all to pick every game. So we have a lot of tools we use in our toolbox. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense. It's definitely a tool, and it's it's a great um, strategy, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Return to the mean. And if we go one way, and if you got a confident figure, Look for the event to go in the other direction. Yeah. And monetize it. Put money in your pocket doing that. And there's different ways, too, of doing, doing it. Yeah. When I used to set up the office pool on how long the new manager was there. <laughs> <laughs> new manager, the old manager lasted 10 years. Uh, turns to me, would be this person can last six months. Take <laughs> rest. What's the next game we're going to look at? The Rams and the Cowboys. All right. So for us, we were break even and we're usually around 70%. Return to the mean, it would be nice if we get some 90% action going. So uh, the Rams and the Cowboys is the next game. I like the Cowboys minus six, under 45, because um, um, McVeigh being a genius, right? Boy, wonder people think he's an offensive guy that his games go over. No, he plays complimentary football. Uh, the Cowboys defense is it's really, really good. Parsons is really, really good. 
The Rams have a horrible offensive line. They have slow receivers. Everybody's Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, and then they play the air raid. So the air raid, the quarterback reads the defense, and the wide receiver reads the defense. And whatever defense they're in, if it's zone, people go across. If it's man-to-man, people go vertical routes. So uh, Stafford read the defense. He won't look at Cup, right? And Cup will read the defense. He'll run the pattern and look for the ball. It's going to happen in this case. Both guys are smart. Both guys won a Super Bowl doing this. Stafford is not going to have time to throw. And Stafford is an old, fragile quarterback. He's going to have to get rid of the ball quick. And if a quarterback makes three first downs with his legs, that team wins 70% of the time. Stafford can only run it maybe once a game because he's old. So for that and many other reasons, give me the Cowboys minus six, under 45. I don't think the Rams will be able to score. And McCarthy already said he wants to be like the Eagles and with a big lead, run clock, and just get out of there with a W. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, I agree. Um, I definitely saw some um, some what, what game did they play last week? Hold on, hold on. Sure. My ADHD is really bad right now. Steelers, that's right. I definitely saw some hiccups with the Rams last week with the Steelers. And um, yeah, Seaford, Steelers defensive line ate him up, and yeah. the Cowboys have a probably a better defensive line this year. Yeah, exactly. Cowboys are doing pretty good this year, so. I think the Cowboys are going to take this one um, from the Rams and kick their butt. <laughs> right. And, and the Rams uh, loaded up for their Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. The owner of the Rams is Cronky, who's also the owner of Walmart. So Walmart, we know Walmart is cheap. And they believe, right, as a wealth manager, Walmart believes in is in low labor costs. Mm-hmm. For us means I won a Super Bowl. Uh, I got busted for fraud. <laughs> so he gets busted for fraud and has to pay back the city of St. Louis a billion dollars. So the guy's cheap to begin with. He's not paying for taxes. So the offensive line is beat up. They have no backups going against Dallas, Dallas, the owner is Jerry Jones, worth $23 million. The oil refineries got a new contract with Germany, who isn't getting oil from Russia. So that's how geopolitics affects the NFL and how we make money on these games. Yep. So the Cowboys can pay for backers. Yep. Jerry Jones doesn't care. So for that and many other reasons, we like, how about them boys? Yep. Minus six, under 45. That's right. <laughs> the next game we're going to look at oh <laughs> i just realized the numbers on this game <laughs> <Not real>. <laughs> <laughs> i might have to change my pick here <laughs> <laughs> all right so the next game i see on the spreadsheet here is going to be double digit dog in the division <laughs> we have bill belchie that only cares about division games 
right? And we saw that last week against the Buffalo Bills. One and five goes in there, and he wins a division game against the Bills. And better yet, I predicted it was going to happen, and I'm $950 richer for it. So that's what we do on this podcast. We give you the whys, right? Belchie only cares about division games. It's at home. It's one seven, seven Super Bowls. He's going he's gonna to cover against the Bills. And plus, you're giving me a bunch of points. Uh, same thing is happening here. He historically loses a lot to Miami. Uh, Daniels, again, if you're the toughest, smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room. And very impressed with Coach Daniels in Miami getting Big Fangio to coach the defense instead of these other egomaniac coaches who are like, oh, I'll fix the defense myself. And they hire a yes man, a crony. But he's the one really running the defense and calling all the offensive plays, right? That's not that's not smart, especially when you have the resources as a head coach. So he's bringing uh, Vic Fangio. Uh, I like the Patriots to really do well in the first half. Now, Belichick's on to this, that Miami covers the second half line 80% of the time. Right, uh, but uh, like Parcel, Parcells is the mafia he comes from. This is the Belichick Satan mafia against McDaniel's, who comes from the Andy Reid mafia. Uh, I like the Patriots to cover ten and a half to get a good lead in the first half because Belichick wants to get ahead in the first half because he knows he's complaining to the league, but they haven't done it. Changed it where. The opposing team is in the sun the whole time. And as the sun goes up by the second half, Miami's in the shade. <laughs> so it's an unfair advantage that a lot of people don't talk about. And that the NFL hasn't changed. Do we care? No, we don't want the NFL to change it. We're going to keep blowing up our bankroll, betting Miami second half lines, which is then Florida – Second-half lines are undefeated except for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? So you got to look at the red flags versus deal-breakers. So it wasn't a deal-breaker for me with the Bucs that they wanted to trade uh, Mike Evans, but it was a red flag. I had to see him. I thought maybe he could win on defense. Now, as the year has gone on, they're the only home dog on Monday Night Football not to cover in Tampa Bay. And they're the only Florida team not to cover second half line. Mm-hmm. So they are the second years. <laughs> That's why we bet the Bills. Yeah. <laughs> I like uh, Belichick to cover 10 and a half, or hopefully these lines will balloon more. I'll do a live stream, line change live stream. Um, before the NFL games, um, after Thanksgiving into December. But for now, and that's part of my job, right? Buy it low, sell high. Mm-hmm. If I do my research and a stock is underperforming, that's when I buy it. Mm-hmm. Not when everybody's figured out. So. Right. So we're happy people have not cut off. This. And I'll go. Uh, double-digit dog in the division. 
covers 80% of the time. You do not bet blindly. That's why I read the Boston Globe. That's why I read the Miami Herald. Uh, follow their beat writers, good beat writers, on Twitter. I've been watching Belichick my whole life. So for that and many other reasons, I'm going to go. Okay. Your family's team, you watched as a kid. Right? That's, that's their team, Pats. I'm sure there have been many arguments about the Pats. But I oh, like yeah. them. <laughs> Plus a 10 and a half. Uh, it's going to go over 47. So if you live in the past, you die in the past. And, and I lived in the past, last couple of years, not realizing that the old school coaches, these guys, these games are going over, including the past game last week. So mm-hmm. I'm going to learn, create a new thinking pattern in my brain, and I'm going to go over 42nd. And Miami second half line, uh, especially if they're down, right? So you never bet blindly. If Miami's up 30 to nothing, you're not going to bet them in the second half line. But if the game is even, if uh, Belichick has a lead, pound the Miami second half. What do you mm-hmm. think? Um, well, I'm going to start with um, on uh, DraftKings, it's down to nine and a half. Ooh. And on Bravada, it's all the way down to eight and a half and that over under is 46 yeah it's going our way with a total it's going against us uh, with the side yeah i picked the side right away when i saw a double digit dog in yeah that was right away yeah stop to read the boston globe and then the miami herald uh you know well, they wrote right after that Sunday night loss there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the, it looks like the numbers are dropping because people are going for, you know, other things. <laughs> They're betting last week, right? They're, oh, look at uh, Belichick won last week. Miami <laughs> lost last week. So, yeah. you got a competent team, right? Because fundamental analysis people have gotten rich with. Nobody's gotten rich with technical analysis. People have gotten rich selling technical analysis. Mm-hmm. So fundamental analysis, you look at McDaniels being smart. He graduated from Harvard. So he can say, oh, yeah, I can coach a defense too. No, he got a smart guy to coach a defense. I'm like, okay, that's very good corporate management there. Uh, they're five and two. They look good. Belchie's coming in there. They got a big win last week, but they're beat up too. It, it was a very physical game against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I do like them to cover and go over, but I do like Miami on the second half line. And remember, you get two out of three, sixty-six percent, fifty-two point five percent break even. So you get two out of three of those, you're making money on the game. So you're watching and you're having a good time. You're screaming at the TV, but you're also blowing up your bankroll. Yeah, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. This is true. <laughs> I um I do have one disagreement on that, and that's I got the dolphins minus nine. Um we'll see. Um Ashley was saying we could both be right on that. Yeah. yeah. We got, got ten and a half. You got dolphins nine over. Yeah. Which I could I could get behind that mm-hmm. because it's not double digits. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> so right? we can win it and win it in all different ways. <laughs> exactly. And that's the whole point. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I love it. That's great analysis. You can't get anywhere else on that game. All right. What's the next game we're gonna look at? The Jets and the Giants. So I always look at teams coming off a of bye. Mm-hmm. And they have a really good coach. Uh, the Jets are coming off a of bye, and they don't. Uh, <laughs> basically, it's a home game for both teams. Brian Deball has no talent. The Merrill family does not invest in the team, does not invest in backups. You look at their participation chart, which I'll bring up real quick. Uh, they have, which is not good long term. That's why they got blown out in the playoffs. They will not make the playoffs this year. It's just not good if you have a defensive player playing all the snaps on defense and all the snaps on special teams. It's impossible, right? And if, you know, who knows what it is. But if COVID causes cardiovascular issues, uh, these guys aren't going to perform the way they have done in the past. And we know that if you live in the past, you will die in the past. That's what's going on now. It's so important to be present, right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's going on now? What have you done for me lately? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at the Giants. Big one last week, which we predicted. Brian was a good coach. So what happens when you have a good coach? The talent is equal. The team, uh, the coach that's good uh, is going to win. Mm-hmm. You look at the Giants, all offensive linemen, 100% of snaps, not good. Yeah. Uh, then you look at a guy like this, linebacker, 62% of snaps, 41%. That's not good either. Mm-hmm. This guy, 23, and 80% of the, the snaps on special teams, not good. <laughs> <laughs> At <Yeah>. all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So the Giants are going to wear down as the year goes along. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be an emotional game. Uh, the highest concentration of Jews, Hebrews, and Jewish descent is in New York. So I figured this game's going to be very, 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 very close. Um, they, at halftime, they memorialized the hostages that are that are being held in Gaza. Uh, it's a contentious situation where people in Congress have to be convinced. So this is going to be a very close game to entertain the masses. I see it being a close game. And I like Brian Deball, you're giving me points. It's a home game for both teams. The stadium will be split 50-50, even though there might be more Giants fans because uh, in divorce settlements, uh, there's a lot of divorce settlements in New York where people say, hey, listen, let her have the house. Let her have the kids. I'm keeping the Giants. Then she goes, no, you can keep the kids. You can keep the house. I'm keeping the Giants tickets. Because it's waiting list for Giants tickets. So Giants being designated the home team, 
There might be more Giants fans in that game. You're giving me three points. Again, uh, the Giants don't have a lot of depth, so they're going to have to. And we'll go back to that Giants sheet here. Uh, the Giants have to. They're playing with a backup quarterback, too. So the Giants have to control the clock, uh, run the ball, keep the defense off the field to give them legs. So we'll go to the statistics last week. Uh, the Giants, let's see if they have, yeah, the team statistics. Pass attempts and completions. Giants only had 29 pass attempts. The opponent had 42, right? Mm -hmm. And let's see, total rushes. So it was 29 pass attempts. And let's look at the rushing. 29, 32. So they ran it more than what they passed it. Uh, three yards, 3.5 yards of carry equals the first down. So they're watching the, the Lord Commanders actually had a better average. And they still lost, right? Tyron Wright Taylor, 28, 28 completions for 279 yards. So that means he was very conservative and did a lot of short passes. So he doesn't commit turnovers and they keep the clock uh, running. Let's see. For time of possession, isn't important for everybody. But in this game, time of possession is going to be important. So let's see if we can find it real quick. Yeah, time of possession. Actually, the Lord Commander said more. Lord Commanders had 42 pass attempts, but only 240, only two, 42 completions. Okay, that was a problem. <laughs> that is horrible. That is so pathetic, Sam Howe. But I expected it from him. All right. So, complete disaster. Uh, yeah, look at this. The average pass completion was 11 point. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. Yeah. They're going to try to do it again. So I love the under 36, Giants plus three. What do you think, Melissa? Um, I'm going to go for the complete opposite on both Ooh. spectrums. And um, Jets minus two and a half over 36. Nice. So we'll get Jim people from our network to break both ties. Yes. <laughs> and the consensus pick we will have on Twitter and on the website. What's yes. the next game we're going to look at? Liz? The Falcons, oops, Falcons and the Titans. Yes. Uh, the opposite of this, right? Because I'm not a big fan of Robert Sly, who was just a defensive coordinator with uh seattle for one year in the 49ers for one year and we know that uh, john lynch was the one who designs the defense for the 49ers then suddenly he becomes the head coach of the jets he has a below 500 record and then garrett wilson sucks the opposite is with the type brable covers the spread 70 percent of the time three times super bowl winning linebacker as a coach you want a playoff game 
against Belshit. And I guess he hates Belshit, even though he's his mentor, part of his mafia. And he beat the Andy Reid football mafia family in Kansas City as well as the head coach. He's coming off a bye. He's playing a pathetic team, the Atlanta Falcons, uh, who really did not beat the Bucks. The Bucks lost the game. What happened? Desmond Ritter still shaky. Three turnovers last week against the Bucks. That's why the Bucks lost. You get three turnovers, you should win that game. Uh, but I digress. Now they're going to Brable, who covers the spread seventy percent of the time, coming off a of bye. Uh, Brable's a defensive coach. Smith, uh, his defense is average, and he's really one-dimensional. He has to run the ball. So let's look at these statistics. And now, you know, me being in numbers um, and then having the client that has a World Series ring telling me that analytics work in baseball, but not in football. She will not take any football clients. Uh, I look at the data, right? And the data isn't really valid until now, which is week eight. Now we have seven weeks to kind of look at uh, between the high and the low. So let's look at the Atlanta Falcons last week. So you're Atlanta Falcons. Man, that's whole Look at Tampa Bay, right? 1.8 yards of carry. Oh, my goodness. So, bad. 0.5 yards each carry <laughs> equals a first down, right? Three, three times 3.5 equals a first down. Atlanta was 4.1. That's good. So, they, they rushed it 38 times. They threw it 25. So, they're going to run more than pass it. Remember, they have a rookie QB. Now, something that's been 100%. The highest level of probability is 80%. But this year I've tracked it, it's 100%. And it's not the house's money, my money. I'm going to ride this. You got a veteran defensive coordinator, as Brable, going against a young quarterback. The defensive guy has won 100% this year. So I'm going to ride that and go Brable minus a two. I got under 38. I bet that right away. I saw both teams. And uh, the, the Titans have been on a bye. I jumped on the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, did my due diligence, which I have a fiduciary responsibility to the public to not lose the money, so I have to do my due diligence. So I did do my due diligence. I'm like, this is under. So I got the early number, under 38. We know that the average score of an NFL game is 45. But when you're running it 38 times, and you're only letting your QB throw it 25 times, and he committed three turnovers, they would have lost you the game against most teams as Tampa Bay then sucks so bad. Give me the under 38. Whatever the end year is, I would go under. Give me the Titans plus one is what I got. What do you think, Melissa? Um, the over-under is on DraftKings is at 35.5 as of right now. Okay. So it's definitely going, it's dropping. Um, where is it on the bottom? 35. So it's the same on the bottom, pretty, pretty much. But um, I, I'm going with the, the same for the Titans. They're going to cover. 
Um, I think it's going to go over that 35. Cool. We'll get Jim's opinion on now. Yeah. Nice. And then, so that's probably going to go crazy, right? It's going to be a field goal that hits the bar. Yeah. So people say, all right, so they, Josh and Melissa disagree on the total. I'm just going to pound the side, and both agree. And that's a strategy. Right. But the consensus fix will be on Twitter and on the website. Yes. What's the next game we're going to look at? Um, The Vikings and the Packers. All right. Packers let me down last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so when, the, way, the Hawthorne effect, right? So when I do the Hawthorne effect, you look at it, is it bad pick or is it bad luck? So there's a 20% life factor in every game. The highest level of probability is 80%. So when you're at the level Melissa and I are, if we do our research, there's going to be a probability up to 80%, 20% luck factor. I looked at, let me know what you think, Melissa. I looked at the Packers lost last week against Denver. Of all teams. Yeah, of all teams, right. Through different lenses, though, right? So if I would have used the Jeopardy guy, return to the mean, the Broncos have Denver, the city of Denver, has, throughout the history of the Denver Broncos and the NFL, the highest winning percentage at home than any other team. They're a professional team with a Super Bowl winning coach. They're at home and they were 0 3 the previous game. So, just purely using return to the mean, you would have picked the Broncos. I picked the Packers because the Packers were a better, more talented team and they needed a win as well. Uh, you had. Vance Joseph, veteran defensive coordinator against a young coach, which has been 100%. So I easily could have gone with the Broncos. But I went with the Packers. And again, the Packers, if I think if a field goal did hit the post, they would have won. Right? So I say that's 20% luck. Mm -hmm. Was that a bad pick last week with the, with the Packers? Or was it bad luck? What do you think, Melissa? I... I don't think it was a bad pick because I was, I thought the same thing. Um, I think it was just bad luck for that one. Um, Cause we had all of our data, right. We had all of our, you know, we had all of our reasons, right. right. First win. And for some reason they didn't pull <laughs> through. Right. What that reason may be. It's a mystery. Miss mystery. Can't say that word. Right. Well, you know, uh... <laughs> Uh, Sean Payne is a Belichick guy and he plays vanilla uh, rigid thinking right he plays vanilla the first six games of the season doesn't start game planning to the seventh game of the season which this was the seventh game of the season uh, so again you live in the past you die in the past mm -hmm. so thinking about that 0-3 start you got a veteran defense coordinator uh, you could go either way. I think half it was half bad pick, half bad, right? Yeah, yeah, I yeah I agree with that. So now, 
I'm waiting for this. Let me know what the lines are now, Melissa. Oh, yeah, I've got it up right game. now. So <laughs> 10, 10 by Sunday. And I'm going to pick the Broncos, Vance Joseph, to go against uh, Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey, uh, Andy Reid from the Andy Reid football mafia family. Mm -hmm. They'll lose, I think, the same way they lost last time. But they'll cover... 10 points if it goes to 10 points. Uh, go with double digit dog in the division. Right? Double digit dog in the division covers 80% of the time. You don't bet it blindly. I, I did my due diligence. I read the Kansas City Star. I read the Denver Post. And I like the over 45. Though. You have two. I'm using a lot of my tools this week. And I guess because last week I underperformed, even though I, I got even. Uh, and getting back to the tools, right? So the tools I'm using here are doing the due diligence. Number two, rule of betting. Always do your research. Mm -hmm. uh, I did watch it, right? You never bet blindly. So you never bet a team you have not watched play. That's why we have uh, the NFL Sunday ticket. We've seen all these teams play. So we're far from betting blindly on the scene. And they had a Thursday night game. Super Bowl winning coach, Sean Payne. Vance Joseph, defensive coordinator there, good guy. Uh, and then, you know, the whole return to the mean situation. Two offensive guys coaching against each other. When two defensive guys coach against each other, or, you know, a coach who's a run-heavy coach, that game will usually go under. When two offensive guys, Sean Payne's an offensive guy, Andy Reid's an offensive guy, when both these guys go against each other, usually that game will go over. So I like the Denver Broncos. Plus 10 if it gets there. And over 45. That's actually wow. uh, at seven. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm actually in agreement. Yeah. So if the Chiefs at seven, I would take the Chiefs. What is it now? Yeah, now? yeah we'll see if it. I, yeah, we'll see if it goes back up. Right now, it's at seven. Right now, it's at seven. Yeah. So I'm like, that's the thing. That's the other thing too about the process. Uh, never bet emotionally. When you make a decision impulsively, especially betting, mm -hmm. uh, you're in trouble. Right. Right. Uh, just solely doing return to the mean, solely doing pattern, solely using what team you think is better, right? Uh, you're in trouble. You got to use several of your tools to analyze this, to make money consistently. So, uh, Sunday night, you're looking at a game, you want to bet it, you read the hometown paper, the beat writer, see what's going on. Text uh, your friend who's a fanatic of that team, <laughs> right? And then and then bet it. Mm -hmm. Eighty to ninety percent of the bets will be done tonight. I'm doing them tonight on Wednesday, right? And start looking at college. And then there's some games that I'm going to look at Sunday to bet. The Broncos, I bet already at nine. And I was going to bet it again because I thought it was going to go to 10. And not mm -hmm. so. It's a Chiefs minus seven. So actually, 
Melissa and I are in agreement on this. Yeah. So I agree on 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 she's fat ass Andy Reid over seven. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we both agree on the over forty seven. Yes. Love it. I, I had it under forty seven because it was originally under forty or it was originally forty seven in the beginning of the week, but it's right. dropped down to forty five, forty six. So I'm going with the over now. Hundred percent, and these teams have played each other before. Yeah. So both being Super Bowl winning guys means that they learn from their mistakes and they notice weaknesses that should attack the first time. They'll attack the second time to mm -hmm. make Melissa and I money. That's what's important about that. Yes. <laughs> That's what's important about that fact that is putting money in our pocket. All right. Right. What's the next game we're going to look at? Um, I think we were actually looking at the Vikings and the Packers. And then we started talking Broncos. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we didn't finish that one up. I like the Vikings yeah. plus one and a half over 37 and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that too. Um, yeah, two young head coaches. So what happens is in meetings, right? If you have Belichick, he's a defensive guy, and they're deciding, right? Should we grind this game out, make it a smash mouth game, or should we make this a shootout? Belcheat, the defensive guy says, no, we're going to Tommy, right? We are going to put it on the defense. No shootout. Okay, fine. This case, you have a young offensive guy like McConnell. You have a young offensive guy like LaFleur, both from the Andy Reid football mafia family. So you got two young offensive guys going against each other in Green Bay. And you're giving me a low number? Oh, my God. You're giving me 37? Yeah. I love it. Dude. You know, I love it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that's un, that's over all the way, my friends. Regardless, see, if we live in the past, you die in the past. So this number is setting up those poor fools who live in the past who are going to die in the past. Yeah. <laughs> so we're making money. Hey, we're not the only ones doing it. We're leveraging <laughs> the weakness of those. But, hey, Melissa and I are doing our part. We're telling you to be present. What yeah. worked for you last month or five years ago might not necessarily work for you now. It might. Depends on what you're doing. But it might not. There's some wiggle room for you to make a decision. And remember, I haven't gotten into it this year. But this year is very important situational intelligence along with looking long-term right looking at the long-term it's higher level thinking the when when hamas went into one kibbutz this kibbutz had 250 israelis and 17 hamas members went in there the 250 Israelis lived, and the 17 Hamas soldiers died. Some were shot, but some Israelis went up, and they ripped the clothes off Hamas and hung him with their own clothes, right? So what happened? The 250 Jews in the kibbutz or whatever were smarter from a situational uh standpoint what's happening now standpoint 
then the Hamas guys trying to get them. And what happened? 17 Hamas dead, 250 Israelis alive, right? That's an extreme example. But we use it in sports betting because we're not only just competing against other sports bettors, we're competing against the book. And the book says, okay, most people live in the past, right? Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. They're kind of messing up because, uh, oh, yeah, that game was under, right? The Viking, But the Vikings scoring 22 points on the San Francisco defense was good. <laughs> right? Right. And uh, the Packers are going to open up the offense, and this is a division game, even though the Packers were under game last week. But that was last week. What's going mm -hmm. on this week? What are you doing for me lately? So I love this over. I'm going to bet double on this over. Yeah. <laughs> me too. <laughs> love it, love it. All right. What's the next game you're going to look at? Uh, the Clowns and the Seahawks. <laughs> the, the Clowns are a very, very erratic team. Uh, they might be you're supposed to getting away from analytics. Everybody's supposed to. And I love the analytics, Melissa, because when they were analytics teams, uh, because of what my client said, I was close to 70% on analytics teams. Just mm -hmm. purely, not betting blindly, but I knew they were analytics teams, always been against them against the spread. Uh, I think that they're still doing analytics for uh, the draft, but they're mm -hmm. not doing it for game planning. A very erratic, uh, the owner is a criminal. Uh, their quarterback's a criminal, too. He wouldn't be playing in the NFL if he did uh, what he did. And that happened to be my sister or somebody that was close to. He wouldn't be playing in the NFL right now. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, right. They're going to the Hornets' nest. Pete Carroll, three-time uh, college national champion, been to two Super Bowls. And, you know, he made the fan mistake or else he would have won the Super Bowl. A meddling with the offense, calling plays. <laughs> they lose the Super Bowl. But I digress. Um, they're playing the Clowns. The Clowns are very, very beat up. Uh, they're down at running back. They have injuries on the offensive line. People are living in the past with what the Browns have done <laughs> previous weeks. <laughs> right? So we're going to make more money off people living in the past and Vegas taking advantage of it. So we are going to be in business with Vegas. And I'm going to go. Um, the Seahawks, minus the three points. And I saw it earlier at 41, now at 38. Uh, I'm going to learn my mistakes. Right, so the old me... Would have said under all the way, oh, uh, Pete Carroll's a defensive coach, blah, blah, blah. But now, with uh, teams wearing down early, and Pete Carroll, part of that defense in the book Win Forever, they wrote with uh, Yogi that we have on our Twitter, um, Yogi Roth. He said, I'm never going to change my defense. So his defense is predicated young fast guys so again with the air raid so the air raid if you have eight people on the line you're going to throw the ball if you have seven people on the line you're going to run the ball so what Pete Carroll does is he kind of floods that 
uh, trying to goad you into a run play with fast, uh, lighter defensive linemen. What happens is these guys wear down. So when the Browns start pounding him a little bit, the Seahawks get up to a lead. That's going to go over 38. <laughs> yeah. Or go over 38 points. The average score of an NFL game is 45 at 38, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a, f- a full touchdown back. So that's that's almost like a key number because 38 and 7 is 45. All right? And literally, uh, 40% of being a good sports better is math. You know, return to the mean, that's statistics, that's math. Uh, knowing your key numbers. And then in conjunction, the way teams want to play. Mm-hmm. I see Seattle wearing down a little bit in the second half and having the game go over. Almost like Alabama, Tennessee last, last, uh, last week, where it was structurally, it was an under game. But because of what's going on right now, which means we're down a little early, uh, I guess, you know, definitely it's going over the 38 points. If you had it at originally 41, you got to look at it because then you're looking at 42, which is a key number. I still had it under, but at 38, it's too low. Yep. And this is a game kind of monitor, see if it goes even lower. Mm-hmm. You know, if it goes lower than 35, you go over the 35. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, I've got, you know, the Seahawks to cover the three points. Um, I'm going to monitor the the over-under, the totals. Um, I think if it drops even more, I'm going to I'm gonna snag it on the lowest right. exactly. uh, for the over. So whatever the lowest number that it'll be by Sunday, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snag the over on that. But... I'll te- yeah, I'll yeah. message you on Sunday. I'll be like, oh, this is what I got. This is what I see. Because it's like chopping, right? You always have to have a couple of sports books you look at. You know, it's like chopping. You go to one grocery store, you go to Target, you go to Walmart, you go to Costco, you go wherever it's going to give you the best price. Right. That's value. Love it. I'm going to do the same. All right. What's the next game we're going to look at? Uh, the Bengals and the 49ers. All right. So two offensive coaches going against each other. Uh, two Andy Reid football mafia family. And the more I look at it, I try to forget, but the more I look at it, they're really clones of each other. That's why we have a high percentage picking every game, betting every game, uh, you know, using situational analysis, right, to change your mind. But for the most part, betting equal amounts on each game because they come from the same mafia families. Uh, great video uh, Melissa shared with me about people with rigid thinking and how 95% of people can't change and how people don't change their rigid mentality. mentality. So for us specifically are the three mafia football families, the Harbaugh mafia football family, the Harbaugh, family, football family, football mafia family. My thought was interrupted by the fact that the Harbaugh's got caught. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Stupidly. Yeah, man. And we'll, we'll talk about that on the college podcast. How stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, preview is, a sneak preview is, if you're going to do dirt, 
use an alias. Don't use your name. It's just what I'm saying. But anyways, I digress. Uh, Harbaugh family, football mafia. The Reed family, football mafia. And the Belichick and Satan family, football mafia. And by identifying this rigid thinking that they have, we get close to the truth and we get ahead of up and we make a ton of money. <laughs> and we have a lot of fun doing it. So right. both these guys, uh, I come from the Andy Reid football mafia family because they both coach for Andy Reid. And Andy Reid is not, if he was serious at mentoring his kids, one is dead and the other one's in jail. But he is very good at mentoring head coaches. These are two of them. And what they do is they follow the same formula. Shanahan, his dad, won two Super Bowls. It's almost a combination of the both, both of them. But they both think, act a lot. They call it play calling is very similar. Uh, so I like the Bengals. And basically, this is going to be a tie because both teams are going to be doing the same thing. And uh, very impressed with uh, the Bengals coach, Taylor his last name mm -hmm. he, he has to do 15 jobs i had a friend who worked in the front office with Bengals, and i knocked off about marvin lewis their coach who went to the playoffs and almost got beat he's like no no man you're wrong <coughs> this man has to do 15 jobs because the brown family they're so cheap like your chargers are so cheap that the head coach <laughs> literally has 15 jobs that they're doing right yeah so Taylor's young, he can do it. They got Lua Morado, who's the defensive coordinator, who had never been a defensive coordinator before. And he was the cheapest guy they could find, but he did a good job hiring this guy. So that results in them going to the Super Bowl. That results in their offensive line giving up the most sacks two years in a row than any other team. And they still made it to the championship game. And if the refs didn't make a lot of questionable calls similar to the Philadelphia game. <laughs> uh, and people were going crazy about that. And we were like, no, we predicted it on the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't complain about the rest. We're going to tell you what the rest are going to do uh, five days before. You can listen to us and you can put money in. Right. So I digress. So this game is going to be two coaches, two teams at the same time going against each other. It's going to basically be a tie because both teams are doing the same thing. Two offensive going, coaches going against each other spells the over. Bengals coming out of out of buy, so give me the Bengals plus the six points over forty five points. What do you think, Melissa? Um, that number has actually dropped to three point five. Ooh, <laughs> yeah. Lucky I got it at <laughs> six. I did too. Nice. So we're we're way ahead of the game. Yep. <laughs> they tighten up or repost the the um, the video. I don't know what value really is because people lie about it. It's a mathematical equation. I think I showed um, Melissa once when we started. Mm. Real thing about it. So uh, Melissa and I got what we feel is value from. 3.5 to 6. We got it at 6 right away. So mm -hmm. We got 2 point cushion. But even those listening now on the live stream, listening to us on um, Podbean, uh, 
three and a half is still good. And, and yeah. notice the strategy in that because three is a key number, right? So they made it three and a half tells you that Vegas likes the Vegas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's exact, my exact thoughts. Um, but yeah, I agree with you on the, uh, the sides, the over under the whole enchilada. Uh, right. I think Bengals are going to cover that six points that we both got thankfully before right. it dropped. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it's going to go over. Right. That's what situational intelligence is the highest level, high, close to the highest level of form of intelligence. And Lola and I use that situational intelligence to get us some mm -hmm. value on this line plus six. Yep. Right. That's why this is the greatest sports betting podcast of all time. So we show you in great detail the way the sausage is made. <laughs> That's right. In our case, blowing up a bankroll. <laughs> right. This is true. Love it. What's the next game we're going to look at? Um, the Ravens and the Cardinals. The Ravens from the Hardball Football Mafia family. Now, John Hardball coach for Andy Reid for 13 years. They have the same philosophy. And uh, it applies to this game a lot. The quote from Andy Reid last week that I mentioned. And it's very curious what he said. Uh, as people get old, they get cognitive decline. And it's almost like Andy Reid has some truth serum. With him, it could be survival guilt. He's supposed to be, you know, a deep warming guy. Um, so maybe, you know, he's saying things he shouldn't say, but it's helping us out to see exactly the way they think, right? Mm -hmm. so he says, uh, question was uh, about parity, right? When most teams are equal, we call it marginal utility. Marginal utility is very important. Marginal utility kind of plays into that Denver game too. Even though Denver was only three at home, they have a bad record that were one in five. Uh, they're still a professional team with good coaches and good players. So we see like the Bucks are bad. They're bad relative to other people in the league, but they're still a professional team. They're still good players. Uh, he says, we're going to focus on us getting better and what we're doing. Focus on what you can do. But then he said, that's where you should have stopped, right? So the more you talk, the worse shape you are in. If you're on a first date and you're talking, 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 and not listening, the more you talk, the worse shape you're in. If you're making a sale, you can talk yourself out of the sale, right? Mm -hmm. A lot faster than you can talk yourself in a sale. So that's why God gave us two ears and one mouth for a reason. Yeah. Right. I get my outlet on the podcast. In business, I'm quiet. That's where he should have stopped. But then he gave us some good nuggets of how these people think. You sit back. And you watch these games, 
and it tells you the parody that's going on in this league. It's doing PR now. You're not a PR guy. You're a football coach. It's crazy. It's great for all the cities in the league. So we translated it as uh, you can't kill the goose that kills the golden eggs. You still have to sell season tickets, T-shirts, so on and so forth throughout the season. Even teams that have a bad record, like the Arizona Cardinals. So you're giving us, I made a lot of money throughout the years with this. Another one that I'm waiting to go to 10, I got it at nine right away. He wants to win the game. He doesn't want to cover to keep Phoenix, Arizona, <laughs> the city involved, engaged, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's in the top 10 of cities with the highest Jewish population. There's a war in Gaza. Another reason why Mr. Haba wants to keep the game close, doesn't want to blow them out. The Ravens rarely, we I mean, go back to return of the mean, right? Um, rarely covers two weeks in a row. The Cardinals offense with Josh Dobbs are going to run. The Ravens have a lights out defense. When you have a good defensive team and you have a good running game, it's almost impossible for you to cover a big line and for the game to go over. I think the game's going under. Give me the Cardinals plus nine, under 44. You know, you made some valid points. (laughs) I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals on this one. I had the Ravens. Um, Right now it's at eight. Yeah, it's at eight. So I think I'm going to make a little switcheroo and um, go for the cards. Okay. But I agree agree with the under too. So, yeah, Cardinals less. Oh, it's eight right now. So we'll do eight. Yeah. And even though the Cardinals are losing, um, I like the formula, little tweaks they did to the Andy Reid formula that all these Philadelphia Eagle guys are doing. I think this guy was the defensive coordinator for the Eagles last year. He's now the head coach of the Cardinals. And then Kishin uh, or whoever the offensive guy is for the Colts. It might be reversed, but it doesn't matter because the, these are all clones. They, do, they don't think for themselves, right? And that's not good. It is not good for you not to think for yourself. And I'll go uh, slightly into that. I'll, I'll give a parable when we get to the Raiders. But what's the next game we're going to look at? We love it, right? So go with the Cardinals who are playing well, the Josh Dobbs quarterback can make it first down three times with his legs that team wins 70 percent of the time josh dobbs for the cardinals can do that and we don't mm-hmm. need to pick we just need to cure nine points or whatever it is on sunday i already bet at nine right what's the next thing we're gonna look at oh, a very 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 interesting game that this is going to be uh, the Bears and the Chargers. Yes. Now, we don't let Melissa bet the Chargers. No. However, she watches them every week. 
She suffers. She sees the highs and lows. I suffer she enough. <laughs> <laughs> so she gives us every week your L.A. Chargers report. And what's your report this week, Melissa? Um, my report is I personally, not personally, but you know, multiple fans feel like there's tension in the team, the Chargers. Eckler is. He's he's on a different page. Um, there's you can see and feel the tension between him and Herbert and him and Staley with you know right. Herbert making calls and Eckler not make not following through with those calls. He's just in his own little world. So uh. there's a lot, a lot of turmoil going on right now with the Chargers. It's a lot of frustrations. Um, they're barely keeping it together. If they lose to the Bears. Ooh. It would be a huge embarrassment because it's the Bears. Um, I have I have strong faith that they will beat the Bears. Yes. Um, but if by some magical reason they lose because they charge her too hard, um, <laughs> then, then I, I I don't know I don't know where to go from there. But um, Staley has a lot to prove this week. Right. Uh, his his ass is on the line. Um, <laughs> pardon my French, but yeah. Right. <laughs> that that butt's on fire. So right. <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way <laughs> So um I I personally feel like the Chargers are gonna cover. Um I think it's gonna go over. Um it's gonna be a messy game, I feel like. Um so we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to look for real quick at the Chargers uh, coaching staff. Yeah. Because, you know, the big change was the big change was bringing Kelvin Moore for the office. Helen Moore is actually doing a lot of the same um, plays as he did with the Cowboys. And that didn't really benefit the Cowboys. So the fact that he's pulling these same stunts on the Chargers is showing that he's not doing what he should be. Um, right, Stacey he doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah. In his, in his um, the press things, he's all over the place um he's yeah his ass is all online and he's just he's he's a, he's a mess <laughs> right so you know some coaches have up to 30 guys um and remember what i said with with cheap teams uh, the head coach has to do like 15 jobs so off the top of my head, I see I see five, five. So there's 32 jobs, right? And off. So I remember Shiano when he's in Tampa, he had like 32 assists. So this guy, okay. So you got five, 10, 15, 20, 25. He's close to there. So the head strength and conditioning is not a coach. Assistant strength and conditioning is not a coach. Quality control is not a coach. Right? No. So that's like minus four there. Uh, Doug yeah. Nussmeyer, right? He's your quarterback's coach. He's yeah. only coach in college. 
So obviously he's the cheapest quarterback coach they could get. Yeah. So with Herbert being a smart guy, being a really good, so they give him two plays in his head. So if he sees an eight-man front, he's going to throw it. If he sees a seven-man front, he's going to hand it off to Eckler. So what you're saying is that Eckler's just doing whatever the hell he wants. Yeah. And his quarterback yeah. coach is not helping. Right? And neither is the offensive right. line coach, which I'll give him credit, whatever, but their offensive line is horrible. So Herbert has to get rid of the ball fast. He's always under a lot of duress. Mm-hmm. And the easiest thing for an offensive lineman to do, even if he sucks, is run block. Yeah. Well, the yeah. other thing, know that. Uh, Chicago's pathetic. The coach is about to get fired. <laughs> so the Chargers should blow him out. And because the, the Bears are so depleted and mm-hmm. don't have back. They should be able to get along and yeah. blow these guys out and get over 44. So I like the Chargers minus the eight. I told mm-hmm. you that's a key number because it should be a blowout. Uh, the other thing that might concern me it might be a home game for Chicago. People go on vacation. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Chicago sucks so bad. I don't know if I want to go on vacation to see the worst team in the NFL with a right. backup quarterback. Right. And, People, Chicago people might stay on the beach rather than go to Inglewood. I would do that. I would stay on the Manhattan <laughs> Beach, Newport Beach, yep. versus going to Inglewood. So far, so far. Yeah. Right. It's funny because I was thinking, okay, when are they going to find the first dead body in the water in Inglewood? It's so far. <laughs> I know. And I read about it like three months ago. Uh, murder investigation, body found in the water, and it's so far. Ah, that's what it was going to be uh they're cursed i'm telling you <laughs> august 2023 that's the first dead body found in the water and so far. oh my gosh that's awful is Inglewood, <laughs> where i was as a child all right so for that and many other reasons we're going chargers minus eight over 44 points remember 45 oh. points it's the average of the nfl game i will say i think I think Herbert's going to be a little bit more focused in this game. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but in the game with the Chiefs, he was very, he was um, scatterbrained, um, nervous yeah. because it's the Chiefs. You know, he really wanted to win it. It's the, the Chiefs. They're good. Is, the problem is the Chief team with a bad offensive line. The man has a fractured. A fractured finger. finger. Yeah. The middle finger, which is the, you know, the fuck you finger, right? The, <laughs> I know. Right? I love it. <laughs> So he's taking medication for that. He has yeah. no mind. I would I would be anxiety ridden. Yeah. And then he's not <clears throat> so it's a double-edged sword. I don't like Carr yelling at him and then meeting with the receivers. I don't like that. Yeah. Herbert just sits down with Nussmeyer in the back of quarterback. It was really bad when Chase Daniel was the backup quarterback and the quarterback's coach. <laughs> yeah. That was really bad. He was just sitting with Daniel with the iPad and looking at stuff. Now they got Doug Nussmeyer, which great. You got Doug Nussmeyer. He's coached for years, but he's 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 only coaching college. And we mm-hmm. didn't coach in college. He was with the Cowboys with Colin Moore. Right. He needs more experience than that. He needs somebody who's been all different places. Exactly. And then you know what they're going to do. You got two coaches from Dallas, like you're saying. So 
bad situation, but they'll get through this week. Yeah, I think they're they're gonna be more focused for this game. It's the Bears. Come on, they can't it's, be nervous. <laughs> and they're in LA. Uh, they're L- home. L- <laughs> yeah. Number two highest concentrate Jewish concentration. So you know where the rest are gonna be. Yeah. For the exactly. cities, as Andy Reid says. All right. What's the last game we're gonna look at? The Raiders and the Lions. Raiders and the Lions. Um, crazy week last week. Feel a lot better this week. Yeah. Uh, but Ron was always right. He said, "Be careful with the Lions. It's a trap game." It was against McDaniel's, and people were concerned. In Raiderland, and they asked McDaniels, the reporters even asked, Are you going to be your own man or are you going to be Bill Belch? And he decided to be Bill Belch. And in life, just for your own, no matter how much money you have, money's money, but mm-hmm. money can only take you so far. You can have too much of anything. You can have too much money. You can have too much food. You can exercise too much. No matter what good it is, you can be too nice. Whatever good it is, if you're doing the excess, it's bad for you, right? And you, regardless of the money you make, you have to be your own man for your soul. You can have a complete soul. And it even says it in holy books, in the Bible. My dad's a preacher. I'm not. Not as religious as that. But this story in the Bible always struck me. This guy was fighting with demons. And he says, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. In the name of Apostle Paul, I rebuke you. And the demons go, the demons went, listen, we know who Jesus is. We know who Paul is. Who are you? And who is Josh McDaniels? Josh McDaniels started 6-0. Then he get busted for the league for videotaping the other teams illegally. Like the Harbaugh family just got done busted. Filming other teams. They knew what they were doing. So you take those games out, he has a 30% winning percentage. And when you look at his games, he's an offensive guy, been an offensive guy his whole life. Instead of getting into shootouts, more often than not, like O'Connell and LaFleur do, because he can't control the meeting now, right? Belichick would shut him down. Are we going into a shootout or are we going to put it on the defense? Belichick would say, shut up. Josh, you're here because I'm friends with your dad. We're going to put it on the defense. We're going to run it. All right. Now he's his own man. He can get into shootouts. He's not. He's talking about complimentary football. Who talks about complimentary football? Bill Cheek does. He's not his own man. It's a, it's a way of living and dying in the past. System. He's living a slow death. The Bears blew him out last week. Uh, he should not be a coach. You, you read. I didn't even have to read the article. It's like, oh, I've been saying this for two years. The article in the Las Vegas Review Journal said, is Josh McDaniels overcome? Should have even been a hit. <laughs> right? So, like, early in the podcast, we talked about uh, Bernard Friedman. He went in right and said, Josh, you see with your eyes. You see with your eyes, Josh McDaniels. Monday night football, the Lions got blown out last week. It's hyped on Monday night. Detroit. Let's listen to Andy Reid. Read with your eyes. Andy Reid tells us about the cities. It's great for the cities. 
Mm-hmm. That's why Mahomes, instead of covering the spread, slid to run out the clock. Right? That's why the Ravens aren't going to cover in, in uh, Arizona. <laughs> We're opening up your eyes to some things. <laughs> Detroit Lions, the city of Detroit needs a win. And thank you to all those downloads we get from Detroit. We've been getting those downloads from Detroit. Oh, nice. Uh, you can geolocate them. And a lot of downloads come on Sundays at that sportsbook and casino right there. Yep. And our geolocation said, hey, we're glad you're making money. We're going to make it easier for you guys to tip us out what you win. So, for that and many other reasons, give me the Detroit Lions minus seven, under 45, because the Lions play zone. The Lions are very good at stopping the run. And that's the only thing the Raiders can do is run. They have a backup quarterback. You can't say living in the past more than Brian Hoyer. <laughs> Bringing backup. I know. Backup. So awful. <laughs> with McDaniels. That's how the mafia works. That's why I call them a mafia. Josh, mm-hmm. how do you know they're a mafia? Are you doing illegal things? Well, maybe not, but they operate like that. Like bringing yep. a guy like Brian Hoyer there just out of loyalty. Or maybe Brian Hoyer has to kick up to the boss, the bosses, ourselves, Belichick. I don't know. I just know what I see with my eyes. Trawling out an old, short quarterback has never been good. <laughs> right. <laughs> what do you think, Melissa? I I agree with that. Um agree with it all the way. Um right now the lines, it's the, the line is at eight. Or the sides are at eight. Um so I I think I got it at eight. I think it was yesterday when I got it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was yesterday. I got it at eight um for the Lions. Um I think it's gonna be under 45. Um, Raiders aren't going to do that good, especially with the backup quarterback. Um, right, right. I remember just reading the Las Vegas Review Journal and then reading the deep press about the past games. And then I looked at it, I think it was Monday morning, mm-hmm. and it was at seven. So I put that right away. Yeah, minus seven, under 45. Mm-hmm. Uh, making that money. Oh, yes, watching football. <laughs> What are your final thoughts, Melissa? Man, Monday night. This week looks like a lot of fun. Good week to forget uh, yeah. about everything watching some NFL football. Yeah, um, I'm excited for Monday night football because I'm going with the, the Monday night home dog this time. <laughs> well, it's not a home dog, it's gonna be a home favorite, but <laughs> or yeah, that one, the home favorite. Sorry. Right. Um so I'm going with that. Um finally. And uh, <laughs> I feel good about well, this. That's how you week. learn, man. I'm trying yeah. to force it down, but you, that's what you learn. Yeah. Experiential learning. Yeah. Yeah. No, this week feels a lot better than last week. Um, last week, I had a very hard time with picking my, making my picks. It, I was, you know. You got to trust your instincts, right? So that's exactly. That's your intuition. Yeah. My intuition was very wonky last week. <laughs> that's another form, too, that people live in the past. Something happens, they lose confidence, they start they stop trusting their instincts. And you gotta yeah. remember that yeah. anything is 80%. So your instincts are gonna be right. Yeah. You're not gonna be right 10 out of 10 times. That's that 20% luck time. Mm-hmm. Like back there, 80-20 rule. <laughs> learn that. Yep. 
well, yeah, this week feels better. I'm, I'm clear in my head. We're gonna we're gonna get this seventy percent again. We're gonna get back up there. Love it. And then the mental health part of it. We're gonna yeah. enjoy doing it at the same time. Yep, that's we're right. Laugh. We're gonna cry. We're gonna get <laughs> mad. <and> scream. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> we're, we're gonna live life. However, you do not have to pay action sports three hundred dollars. Um, I'm getting good. I'm gonna be good with Platform Effect. Listen to our podcast. Uh, our Twitter posts, our Instagram posts, uh, TikTok videos are not entertainment based. They're educational based to help you make money. So you don't have to pay extra sports $300. Just listen and follow our content. Okay. So we give the content away for free. Mm-hmm. And like, because when you give one, you get, you always get 10 back, right? Got plenty of examples. So I'm going to write down all the examples where I've just given one and I've gotten even more than 10 back just by giving one without expecting anything in return. And like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but long term, right? Higher level thinking. You make your life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the SEC podcast. That's why this one goes to us $800 and that goes to us.